Now, when we go through our Advent readings and, and think about where we're going to go, what direction, and we chose uh, Mary's song, which many churches will over this Advent period, I, I kind of forgot in one sense that a lot of my uh, time when I was on sabbatical studying uh, the idea of songs in the Bible actually focused around Mary's song a little bit. So you have to excuse me today. I'll kind of delve into one of my passions a little bit, really. So uh, if, uh, if I'm talking too long, um, Bob, you just tell me to shut up and get on with it. So, because <laughs> I can trust Bob to do that. Um, but Augustine, St. Augustine said, he's slightly misquoted, but the essence is, when we sing, we pray twice. When we sing, we pray twice. We pray with our hearts and we pray with our voices. And the combination of those two things together creates something that we just can't describe. A beautiful sensa sensation. It's when words, we can say words on their own, can't we? And we can hear music, but when the two come together, it's no longer about our voices and our minds, it's about our soul. Our soul sings when we sing praise to God. I believe very much that the idea of singing songs of praise sits within our soul rather than head knowledge. Because I've been to so many people that are either dying or who either um, have got memory loss or living with dementia. And what's the last thing they're able to do? They can't speak anymore. But you sing an old hymn of praise and they will join. too much, but um, good on for okay? The word that actually is there in the Greek that is translated to said can easily and more probably rightly should be said as proclaimed. Mary laid forth. She proclaimed. And actually when we proclaim things, we proclaim things in many different ways, don't we? Sometimes with our body language. Sometimes with our song, our words singing. So in that sense, and if you want to read a 10-page document on this, please come and see me afterwards. You can be bored by my uh, work over the sabbatical. On why I believe that actually Mary sang this, and it's important we understand it's a song. The word in Greek, believe it or not, is lego, which I know in Swedish means I build, um, but means something quite different in Greek to proclaim. And the reason I say this is because if you look through the Bible, there is a structure to all the songs that we sing, or virtually all, and in the Psalms as well. The, the song of Miriam, the song of Zechariah. All of them have a very specific structure. And that is this, that they start with praise. They then speak of testimony, and then they speak of prophecy. They start with saying who God is and how wonderful God is. They then go on to say what God is doing in my life now and then go on to say what God is going to do in the future. And those who know the songs that we've done in the past will know that's a pattern we use when we've created songs. What God, who God is, what God has done, and 
what we proclaim, that we believe and we want God to do. Oh, my microphone's on now. And here in Mary's song, we see exactly that. We see Mary say who God is, what God is doing, and what God is going to do, which is why I believe it's a song, because it fits so well into the structure. But let's come back to that in a minute. I confess before you now, brothers and sisters in Christ, that I have been dragged in to watching I'm a Celebrity get me out of here. I always start, Paul, can you just turn me down a little bit? I feel very late. I I always start every year thinking I'm not going to watch that bunch of rubbish on the TV. And this year, it's just drawn me in. I think it's because actually all the people like each other and they get on well. Um, But I find myself at the beginning when they announce, it's a bit like Strictly Come Dancing, isn't it? They announce the celebrities and you go straight away, they're going to be useless. They're going to be quite good. Um, She's got two left feet. And it's like, um, I'm a celebrity. Well, they're going to cause trouble. They're not going to last very long. What on earth is Anne going to do in there? Bless her. How's she going to cope? And we make these assumptions about people, don't we? How they're going to act. How they're going to perform. And I think the same with Mary. We have assumptions about Mary. We've often heard of her as Mary, meek and mild, haven't we? The mother of Jesus. This lovely little girl who wouldn't say boo to a goose. Meek and mild. I personally think that's a load of rubbish. Why? Because actually in this this song that we hear, that is inspired by the Holy Spirit, Mary is really doing something quite dramatic. This is not the song of a meek and mild little girl. This is a song of someone who is wanting to see the world change and proclaiming it in song. This is not the song of someone who kind of goes, oh, look at me, I'm just little and small. Excuse my language, but Mary is kick-ass. She absolutely wants to see this world turned upside down. It's a politically charged song that says, I will not, no longer should we put up with what the world is doing. We should actually see God turn the world Yes, in our 
waiting we see faith, don't we? At the very beginning, my soul magnifies the Lord. We see faith. No, it's Um, she says at the beginning, doesn't she, my soul magnifies the Lord. She acknowledges first and foremost that God is God. She acknowledges that she comes humbly, that actually we can't get around this fact, that the very beginning, as our prayer should be, we acknowledge the greatness and the power of God. My soul magnifies the Lord, and my spirit rejoices for the mighty one, she goes on to say, has done great things for me. A testimony. She's again uh, sharing with what God has done in her life. But then she goes on, and this is the important thing, I think, to prophesy. To speak, and what do we mean by that? I think sometimes we say prophecy and we think someone's kind of predicting the future and it's a bit negative. It's not that. To speak prophetically is to speak into a situation and believe what God will do, yes, in the future, but speaking into a situation. And Mary speaks into a situation. She says God will do or has done. And then when we read has done, read has as a future tense as well. God has and will do mighty deeds. God has scattered the proud. God has and will bring down rulers. God has and will lift up the humble. He'll make the rich account for himself. And what Mary is saying is God has done this, but God will do this. And we know it through Jesus, don't we? Through Jesus, these things were, were there. Mary is saying in this moment that my child, it sounds really boastful, doesn't it? But it's not. My child will bring down the rulers, will bring down the powers of dominion and darkness, will lift up the humble, and this world will be turned upside down and will never be the same again. In Mary's song, there is a desire for God to work. And I think we have to read this song in different ways. We can read it physically. One of the things that Mary says is that he will feed the hungry. There's a physical sense in which, yes, Jesus did, didn't he? He went the five feeding the 5,000, the feeding the 4,000, to feed the hungry physically. But there's a spiritual element to this. That he will feed the hunger of those who are searching for God. That those who say, in my soul something is missing, but I don't know what it is, he will bring and, and feed their hunger in a spiritual sense. He will also feed the hunger of a nation. And in those days it would be the people of Israel, God's chosen people. He will feed their hunger for a saviour, a redeemer. And today, the same. The feeding our hunger, yes, physically, God provides. But God provides spiritually. God provides nationally. All these things are God at work, and we can't just read Mary's song 
as a physical thing or just a spiritual thing. I'm sure God's going to, you've missed 187 other ways in which I've done this. But what I'm saying is we need to look at Mary's song and widen our understanding it's more than just a physical thing, it's more than a spiritual thing. God uses this song to tell us that he's going to turn the whole world, the physical, the spiritual, the national, the international, the, the cosmic, the geographic, the, the, the environment, all of it is going to be turned upside down. And all of this in the hope of a child in Mary's womb. Wow. Wow. God uses the unexpected, doesn't he? He uses the unexpected because it is a meek and mild little girl who proclaims the upside-down kingdom of God. It is a baby. not giving away spoilers for a few weeks' time, but it's a baby, just to let you know. Who comes in the form of God, Emmanuel, God with us. It turns the world upside-down. But just look at the Bible. Look at David. A shepherd boy. The youngest not very strong. He's the one who God chooses to be king. Death. Death is God's salvation plan that then turns into hope. All through the Bible we see God using the things that we would not expect to proclaim his kingdom, to proclaim his glory. And here in Luke we have exactly the same. A child, Mary. She was only a child to be the one to proclaim that God is about to turn the world upside down. But the challenge for us is do we expect how God is going to work? Do we turn up on a Sunday morning and go, well, this is how the service is going to go today. This is probably what the theme will be. And as we look at our week, this is how God's going to work. And, you know, that's how God's probably going to come in there. Or situations in our lives. Yeah, I'm sure God will work in this way. And God goes, no, I'm the God of the unexpected. I'm the one who gave a little girl a child to be the saint of the world. I'm the one who chose a shepherd boy to be king. I'm the one who turned death into hope. I'm not going to work in ways you expect because your minds cannot comprehend the magnitude, the wonder of God. In one sense, Mary's song has never changed. The sad thing is, as we look down that list of things she said, we would still pray the same, wouldn't we? To feed the hungry, to lift up the humble, to drag down rules. All of these things we would still say. But what would we add to our list today? In a moment, we'll have a chance for people to share testimony. Um, the first week, the first couple of weeks we did it, loads of people spoke. I'm sure this week, as I'm doing it, no one will speak, but just be thinking of them. But what would you add to Mary's list? You know, with no political thing going on here, my parents. 
just sort out Brexit, whatever way. Just sort it out. Whether you voted to remain or leave, I'm sure we'll just get to stage now. Just go, oh, for goodness sake, get on with it. Do something. It seems impossible, doesn't it? But do we believe in the God of the unexpected? We look at national, international. We see wars. But Lord, you would bring peace into those places. The Lord, those who are behind bars would be free. But Lord, those in countries of dictatorship would know freedom. They almost sound impossible prayers, don't they? But that's our challenge, to pray the unexpected. And so as we journey to act through Advent, to this little child being born, let's just think of Mary. Some parents of the <coughs> Christian church probably give her a bit too much admiration. She was chosen by God. But she, I don't think she was meek and mild. I think she was feisty. I think she was ready to say to the world, God is going to turn this planet upside down. She was the messenger. And we this Advent are those messengers too. To take a message to this world. God is going to turn this world upside down. The least will be the first. The hungry will be those first. The rulers of power and dominion will be brought down and God's rule and reign will be there. Don't ask me how, I don't know. Don't ask me when, I don't know. But this I know. That I believe in a God who is all-powerful. That can do the miracles and works in ways that I cannot comprehend and I never will comprehend. But praise God, because he is greater than all. If he wasn't, he wouldn't be gone. And I pray this happen time that we will have opportunity to say to the world that in the situation you find yourself in, I believe in a God who can do unexpected things and turn it upside down.